What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the PG Sports Podcast. Our special guest today, Ryan Sherman, BC alum, business owner, and chop it up. Am I looking at you? Look great, man. Way better than before. All right, good. going into the uh, I don't even know what you guys call it this I guess it was like a March Madness style tournament oh the, the Jackson Lions thing that we just yeah. did uh, I, I mean I, I know I have a pretty good following with the gym so I knew I had a chance but there, there was I mean there's a couple guys on here actually uh, Bobby Wynn what's up man that was like the closest match ever um, but I had people like yourself campaigning for me so I appreciate that a lot of a lot of family were helping out so yeah, what was I knew the, I had what, a chance, but a lot of good players there. I can't hear you, Paul. Sorry. What, what, closest one. The closest one. I think the closest one was I think Bobby Wynn, who which is on here now. I think that was yeah. like two, like a two vote victory. So it could have yeah. went either way there. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. So crazy. What's up, Kenny? Luckily, we were in quarantine. I don't know. If, I don't know if you would have pulled it off. If we were in quarantine. Now, you know what the funny the funny thing about it is people got super hyped because yeah. there was nothing else to do. People were like, yeah. I had people messaging me that I haven't talked to in like years that are like, oh, I'm telling all my friends. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it yeah. gave the people something to do. Felt like a felt like a sporting event. Yeah, no, it was fun. Yeah, but, so yeah, but the, I mean, the whole pur- the whole purpose behind that was just to get you know good exposure for the club, and and that mm-hmm. I think that's what we achieved. So it was good. Yeah. Yeah, and aren't, aren't you a sponsor for the club too? Yeah, I'm a sponsor. We um, I help outfit some of the teams and stuff like that. Donate when yeah. I can, so it's good. Yeah. So yeah. So tell me, tell me a little bit about your business and uh, when did you started. Yeah. So basically, my story is I you know I got out, I got out of college. You know, I was still trying to play pro soccer stuff like that. I had some injuries and um, I started doing CrossFit. You know my friend begged me to do CrossFit for like six months. And I told him like, no, there's no way I'll, you know, I'll ever do that. You know, I always thought of myself to be super fit. So when I got to my first class, I was like very humbled by like my lack of fitness in certain areas. So um, kind of fell in love with it, became a coach. Um, one of the, um, one of the, the owners of that gym, it was CrossFit Shrewsbury at the time, gave me an opportunity to buy in. So I was like a 50% shareholder became an owner. Um, at the same time, I was studying to go to law school. That was like a dream of mine was to be, a, you know, a sports agent. I had like a bunch of friends playing pro that, I mean, you know, a bunch of them. We talked about it before. Um, and then I just grew that business to, you know, a point I was comfortable with. And I ended up sold, selling that one. And then I opened up uh, Ocean CrossFit. We recently just rebranded to Ocean Athletics just to be a little bit more of a broad range of, um, of stuff that we do i don't want to be just across the gym because there is like a bad stigma and misconception with it so here i am ocean athletics nice yeah, job, man. <laughs> wait so when, did, when wait when did you exactly change the name so we rebranded um this past june okay so so, so have you seen a it? year ago so all right so have you seen an increase in um just like other people that were not looking for just like across with specific gym 
Yeah, no, I, th I mean, I think it's definitely open, like, especially like my friends, like, you know, it's, it's funny, like, you you know, we'll go out, we'll have, you know, I'll have friends over, it's always convincing them to try, to try it, but now with the name change, it's like, it's less intimidating, so definitely see like a lot more, and especially like women, and, you know, like, we, we have kids that come in now, and, you know, the CrossFit name scares, like, parents, it scares people to, like, they think they're going to get hurt, but so the Ocean Athletics has definitely opened I think CrossFit has a little extreme feel to it. Yeah, it does. You know, and, and you know, the thing is, like, people don't realize, like, you can call anything, you know, CrossFit. You know, if I gave you, you know, if somebody was just going to do, a, you know, a, a workout with a jump rope, like, that could technically be a cross. It's just, it's just a, a brand, you know, it's. And the problem is with CrossFit gyms, you know, a lot of people can, um, a lot of people can get uh their certification pretty easily so people that don't know what they're doing are training these athletes or these people and they don't you know they get hurt there you know so it gives it gives the good gyms you know a bad rap i got you uh pdb already got a question for you what are some challenges you could face with a brand name change i mean i you know I, some you know a challenge that uh a new merch what's up that you had to get new merch right yeah, it's all the, it, you know, the thing is, it, well, yeah, that was a problem, you know, because our, our people, you know, the, our members love our stuff. So everybody gets fully outfitted with our gear, changing the, the, all the new merch, just, you know, rebranding new website um, and kind of just getting like everybody on the, on the same page with like understanding why, you know, why the change, you know, why it's a positive, why, you know, because some people love Ocean CrossFit, like we're still Ocean CrossFit, just that's Ocean Athletics is like the, um, umbrella and everything's underneath it now so just kind of convincing the people that like it, it's a positive change and you know and, and the reason behind that is just we want to be a broader range and a more holistic approach to, to fitness and, and health you know yeah definitely um yeah and how has uh like corona affected your business i mean we're completely shut down the, the good thing about um you know ocean athletics is just like and a lot of these these good gyms in the uh, in the area in the country is that their their membership base is like a really good you know they're really good to it's it's, it's a community you know like these people that join my gym they like really care about their fitness so like when we shut down I had members reach out and say like listen like if anybody drops a membership I'll pay their membership so I I have like probably sixty percent of people still paying and um, you know at some at some level there just to help me you know, get through this, but we're shut down. We're just getting loans now, which is crazy. You know, it's like six to eight weeks after the fact. So yeah. we're surviving, yeah. but it's, it's, it's not by much, you know, like we're doing yeah. enough just to pay our bills and it's, it's because of our members. So it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, you always got to build up the community. Um, yeah. It's, I mean, it's obviously crazy with all these loans because there's always, you know, stipulations with everything. Um, what about, yeah, I saw you've been doing the online workouts and stuff. So how have you transitioned to do that? Yeah, so the, the online workouts are good. Just It's just, I think it's more like the, the motivation. So like we, we do Zoom classes. We offer three to four classes a day. We got one in the morning, one in the middle of the day, one at night. And then we do like a specialty class. They've been popular, but it's like, it depends, man. It's like, if it's really nice out, like people are out riding their bikes and they're getting yeah. out of the house, but. It, it's been good though because it's different you know and teaching from a screen like it's it's you don't get like that face-to-face -face interaction so you don't know like all right like is this my time to motivate the person this is my time to like it, it's yeah. tough but
but it it's working and it, it's it's definitely helping people um you know stay fit and keep doing what they're doing and try to keep as much you know normal as possible here yeah do you think like after all this uh you think it's something you're going to keep like the virtual because like say somebody goes on vacation or something like that or like maybe even they move and they're like they like like you so much they want to still train with you well that's it yeah, that's that's the coolest thing about this whole thing is like i have like we do these classes a week mm-hmm. we had a class where we had somebody from colombia somebody from russia somebody from portugal all all training in the same class so that was like really cool a cool aspect and i, I think that's that really is going to open up like my eyes to maybe offering you know like a, a virtual class you know especially like i you know my members like they my member will go on vacation they always want they're like oh what am i gonna miss can you send me the programming for you know x y you know all these days i'm like oh well yeah i'll send you you know so if i can go live like this um definitely help them but the thing the thing about ocean athletics in my gym and what i do is people like being in the gym you know it's like i created an atmosphere where it's almost like a college or high school you know Mm -hmm. session it's not like people don't dread coming to the gym you know a lot of people they think about like fitness and you know, they go to these other gyms and they dread it. They get on a treadmill and they, you know, they run for, you know, 20 minutes and they're over. When you come to me, it's like, all right, this is a training session. We come in, you know, you're allowed to laugh. You're allowed to break. You're allowed to, you know, interact with people. So it's it's different, you know. Yeah. And do you, um, I know you, I think you told me last night that you were training some soccer kids. Yeah. So I, I, I've trained um, uh this kid, Bo Bradley, he's um, he's currently at UVA. They just they just lost in the, the men's final um, in shootouts, uh, NCAA final. There, I train uh, Tanasi Shai. He just signed for a club in Argentina. He was uh, a freshman at Rutgers two years ago. He left to pursue professional career, and then I trained um, uh, this kid Anderson. Anderson was like a product of the Philadelphia Union Academy, and now he he's. He's overseas in uh, Scotland training with the Rangers, which is pretty awesome. So, yeah, do you do you, do you help them uh, like with soccer skills too? Do they ever ask you? You know what I? You know they they spend so much time on the fields. Like, well, yeah. to warm up, like typically I'll have like people, you know, you know, athletes of mine like warm up on like a rower bike or something like that. A lot of times I'll get a soccer ball out and we'll we'll do like little drills to warm them up. But I'm not really there to like. Um, you know, train them soccer wise. They, you know, they're training on a, on a pro level. If they want that, I have done skill and agility sessions with them just to keep them sharp. But most of these guys that I'm training, they're they're on the soccer field, you know, five, six, seven days a week. So, yeah. Someone said, "What's up with the do- that documentary?" Uh, yeah, I have no yeah. idea. <laughs> I don't know what documentary he's talking about. Oh, maybe they're talking to me. I don't know. Oh, uh-huh. probably. Yeah, yeah. Can't wait. Uh, question. You said, "How important do you think it is for athletes uh, to play multiple sports growing up?" You know, I, I, I'm a little bit different. You know, like I, mm-hmm. I did, I did that. Like I played baseball, you know, soccer, you know, whatever, basketball for a little bit. But I don't know. I just excelled in soccer. I, you know, I, I think it's important for like the social aspect of things. But like these kids that are going pro now, that you know, most of them. Mm-hmm. especially in soccer it's different i mean soccer is like such a high level skill people don't realize how much skills involved so like you got to really 
home, like, you know, you don't see these professional golfers like, oh, you know, I was, you know, I played baseball and basketball, you know, they, they were at the golf course every day. You know, if you want to be really, really good, you have to really hone in and be, you know, in a top percentage, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if I had a kid, you know, if I had a kid and, and they were really good at, at soccer or football, you know, I would probably gear them to just just doing that, you know, and if like as a break or something like social, I would let, I would let them play another sport. But their their main focus would be um, whatever sport they're at, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Damn, you are um, the godfather, man. You know that. Uh, yeah, I mean, soccer, it's like you get signed at 14, so. Like yeah, pros, and, and, and that's the thing. Like, it's crazy. Like, people are they scout. You know, like if they hear there's a good player that's ten years old, they they'll come to games. You know, it's like it's crazy. Yeah. What about like tell, those, yeah, tell me a little bit like about your recruiting process and what were your, like your final schools? All right. So, um, my recruiting I, I was lucky. I committed to BC my junior year, but um, one of the reasons I went to Boston College is because I had a bunch of a bunch of my current like club players and my best friend was going there so they they kind of like recruit recruited us as like a package they're like listen we're like rebuilding they were in the big east the year before i come they were transitioning to acc so they got more money and they were like all right we we want like we were the biggest class recruiting class and we had national team players we had a bunch of the top recruits in the country so um one of my club coaches and was actually got signed to be the assistant coach there and he's like listen like we're going to be good. And like, you know, you're going to be, you're going to be on TV. You're going to be competing at a high level. You're playing the best conference in the country. It's kind of like a sell for me. Um, it'll, it'll, it, BC is also awesome because my, you know, I'm from Jersey. So my family was able to go and my friends were able to come up the games and stuff like that. But other schools I was looking at, I was looking at Georgetown. Um, I went on official visits to UNC, um, Chapel Hill. I went to uh, Wake Forest. I didn't really look that much. I mean, I considered some other uh, other smaller schools. Monmouth University wanted me bad, but it's just too close to home. It's right around the corner. You know, I need to get away a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. the recruiting process is, is, you know, when you're at that le like every my club team, everybody on my club team, all all eleven starters played Division One soccer. Everybody else, like the the next next six, we had you know eighteen man roster, all played in college. You know, like our, our 18th best player was the division division three player of the year one year, you know? So like I was playing on the team where we were getting college scouts coming like every game. So it was, it was easier for me because I was in that situation. If I was like on a team that didn't have good players, it, it would be, you know, it would be tougher. And I can't imagine, you know, yeah. you see these parents like sending videos and stuff like that. It was easier for me because I was just, I was stuck in a pool of awesome players. So I was constantly being seen. So yeah, I think that's the mistake these younger kids make is they want to get all the sport uh, points and like score the goals and stuff. But it's just like if you're on a good team, like yeah, no, that's the thing, you know, you, you know. And I think one of the reasons, I, you know, I got to you know play at BC and stuff like that. Like I never felt like I was like the best player. Like I, like mm -hmm. I always would, you know, show up to games. I'm like, oh, am I gonna, am I gonna start? Am I gonna start in this game? Like I always was gonna be a starter. Looking back now, but like I always was fighting to like constantly you know, be in that, like, top, you know, four or five players on that team. Like, I never thought, like, like, there's, you know, the coach could have benched me at any time, I felt like, but that wasn't the case. I was just, that just made me work hard. A lot of these kids, they want to score 30, you know, you know, they get in a basketball game and they want to, like, 
you know, show off, that's like kind of like a way of like deterring themselves from getting recruited. I feel like, you know, you're going to get put in a pool. Like the, the first time I, I went to practice at Boston College, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, I'm not the fastest anymore. I'm not the most technical. I'm not the strongest. Like, how am I going to stand out? It was like, it, it was tough. So, yeah, I don't know. Have you been watching the MJ documentary? Yeah, that, that, that that's awesome, man. So I think, you know, I'm saying, like, comparing it to, like, the Dennis Rodman thing, like, I think, I mean, hopefully, I'm hoping that it shows kids, like, you could just go get rebounds and you could still be an all-star and go to the Hall of Fame. I mean, he went to the Hall of Fame. I know. That's, that, that's, that's crazy where he had, like, um, he had like 30 rebounds and no points. It's like, it's like, there's like, that doesn't happen nowadays. It's, it's yeah, like, yeah. I, but, I mean, and, and you know the thing about it? And, and, and I think the coolest thing about that documentary too, even like Jordan, like when he first got there, like he didn't, he just worked hard. Like he didn't like think he was the best. Like Rodman, he, every time you see him, like when they're interviewing him, he's like working out. It's like, he's, these guys aren't like just rolling out of bed and make, you know, <laughs> getting 30 rebounds, you know, it's, it's, it's hard work. And I think we, we kind of lo like lost that, you know, we, there's too many parents in, in these kids years and stuff, you know, telling them that they're good. You just yeah. got to prove it. <laughs> yeah. Then tell me, tell me uh, who you played with and uh, like, where are they now? I, pl I mean, I, I played with, a, a, you know, a bunch of guys for... what's up? They dropped the big names. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I mean, uh, Alejandro Bedoy, he's the captain of the Philadelphia Union. That's a good friend of mine. He, you know, I played at Boston College with him. Uh, he's still he's still currently playing the MLS. Uh, Jamie Franks, he was playing in the, the USL. Uh, he's actually the head coach of University of Denver. Um, completely turned that program program around. They they made the Final Four uh, last year, I believe. Um, Charlie Davies, um, he played professionally in in Sweden and France. Um, Played for DC United, good friend of mine. He's a you can see him on, on uh, NBC Sports. All right, sometimes he's yeah, I think he, uh, yeah, I think he's a broadcaster on NBC Sports. I think um, I played with Ruben Ayana. He's he currently plays for Gaius in Sweden. He's a Ghanaian player. He you know he plays for the Ghanaian national team. Um, like, is it crazy guys that you play still playing with are still like playing pro? Like ten years. You know, you know what the crazy thing is is like that. Yeah, I mean, and you, the the craziest thing for me is like, like Bedoy is so good, but like, there are so many players on our team that were like, you know, they were they were, you know, arguably better at some things. He just found a way to like make a, a career out of it. You know, like he, you know, he played for the U.S. national team, so he's in a top top percentile percentile in the MLS. You know, so it's like. What, like what's the difference you know like how do you like get yourself you know I, it, he's killing it you know it's crazy but there's so many kids that were on my team like what you know i'm getting married in, in next month like guys in my wedding party like they were so good and they just never played pro it's like crazy yeah so what about, yeah well what about what was it like uh winning the acc championship that was crazy we were we see the the, the cool story about me is like um when I got to Boston College, we were like one and like nine in our conference, you know, mm -hmm. and then my sophomore year, we were like three and six. And then my junior year, when we were that, that whole recruiting class that I that I talked about, once we got to like, you know, being the head honchos there and, and training with each other and building that camaraderie, um, we uh, 
We were not. We were undefeated at ACC. We beat Wake Forest twice. Um, we weren't ranked number one in the country until we beat Wake Forest in the ACC championship game. Um, but like they wouldn't give us a high ranking. We were always like, you know, 11, 10, you know, finally jumped in the top 10. And we, we were beating like, you know, UVA, number three in the country. We were like the underdogs and we were just like a good team. I think we weren't like the best team. Like we didn't have the best players, but we just, we just came together. We had 14 guys that could start each game that made like a competitive atmosphere in the, uh, in training and stuff like that. And we were just good. I mean, they say winning the, the ACC championships like harder than the uh, NCAA tournament just because how many teams are ranked in the top 10 there. It's it's kind of like similar to basketball for, you for saw soccer. The ring. Yeah, I got the ring. <laughs> All right, good. Yeah, no, I had someone on uh, the other day and they won like the Big East championship in I think like 1990, 1990, I think. And the, he said he, uh, his car caught on fire and, and he doesn't have it. No anymore. way. He, he lost yeah. the ring. Yeah. Uh, what about why'd you wear why'd you wear number seven? I like uh, David Beckham was like always an inspiration to me. I mean, I when I was younger, I was like lucky. To, uh, we went over and trained with Manchester United, um, and uh, it's funny. Like the 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 first team was was training there, so after our training session, like we stood there like whole, you know we got David Beckham here, we got you know Paul Scholes, Ben Nistroy, like all these top 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 guys. That's when they were like winning the treble and stuff like that. And uh, all those guys, like, stopped and, like, hung out with us for a little bit. And, like, I remember Beckham, like, he was, like, a superstar. Like, just took the time to, like, chill with us and, like, juggle the ball with us, like, joke around. It was like he wasn't famous. It was crazy. So I respect, like, him. And, like, once I met him, I'm like, you know, the tabloids and stuff, they make him out to be, like, this pretty boy. But this dude's, like, a hard worker. He cares about, you know, the youth. And so that's kind of how I fell in love with, you know, number seven that's why I chose it. <laughs> That's crazy. So you basically yeah. met all the soccer players you can meet. Yeah, I, I Yeah, I got. I should have brought. I got. I got the ring and a picture of me and Beckham back in the day. I should have. I should have brought it on. <laughs> send, me, send it to me after, and I'll throw it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> That's funny because <laughs> yeah, I remember last night I was asking you about Freddie Adu, and then you were like, "Yeah, I played with him too." Or played versus him or whatever. Well, that's that's the, that's the craziest thing. Like I played against so many kids. Like I'll like I'll bring I'll bring my fiance to a game. I'm like, oh, you know, oh there, you know, there's these guys. Like, yeah. you know, she's like, oh my, like, she's like, oh my god, his face is on the side of the stadium. I'm like, yeah, I played with that guy. Like it's it's crazy. Like I played, you know, I played against Dax McCarty. He, you know, he was, you know, Dax. He was with you know with the Red Red Bull or DC United and all over Red Bull. I think he was the captain of Red Bull recently, but just traded. But these guys are, it's crazy. You know, like I, after I went to go see Alejandro one game, my fiance and I went to hang out with them. And we went to go watch the uh, McGregor fight at uh, Maurice Adu's house. He's a, he's on NBC Sports. Oh, and, uh, yeah. And so, and, and she, we walk in and like Joe, you know, Josie Altador is there. Um, Charlie Davies is there. Alejandro's there. I'm like, Gab, you don't understand. These guys are like the real, real deal. Like if, like they walk down the street, they're getting like stopped, you know. It's like, so it, it was funny. Shots with them. What's up? <laughs> I said she was trying to take shots. Yeah, Gab was like, "Oh, can I, can I get like a, a drink?" They're like, "Yeah, whatever you want." Like, <laughs> uh, all right, I got some yeah, fun. Questions, then I'll let you go. You put, What's up? I got some fun questions for you. Then I'll let you go. All right, let's do it. All right, when you when you make cereal. Do you put the milk in first or the cereal in first? 
I put the milk in first. You got you it. You got to keep it crunchy. You got to keep it crunchy, bro. Oh, That's it. God. Or you know what I do? You know what I'll do? Listen, this is a this is a different way to do this. All right. What I would do is uh, I would put the the milk in and then a little bit of cereal just to get that you know get a little base and then when I'm ready to go for it, I dump it a lot on top. All right. What about this one? I never noticed it until somebody brought it up to me. But do you, do you like? Is your toilet paper like under or like over? Oh, it's got to be over. It's got to be over. <laughs> yeah, she, my, my fiance is actually cleaning the house right now, and she goes, she was like, she just screamed, oh, we fight about that all the time right now. Gab, it better be over. <laughs> that, that's hilarious. She likes it under. I'm like, yo. All right, last one. Uh, like yo, what's up, Kyle? Do, if you could do any – if you can do jersey change with uh, any soccer player in the world, who would you do it with? If I could do what? A jersey exchange. Switch jerseys. Oh, any soccer player. Oh, that's crazy. Um, I will probably do Messi. I mean, I like Lionel Messi. He's 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 got a crazy story. I mean, he's loyal to his club. Um, I don't know. I look up to him. He, you know, he's an attacking center mid. But at the same time, if I could do a jersey exchange, and I, I mean, like Bedoya would be cool, you know. Like I don't know, you know, he's a good friend of mine. So, but Messi, you know, Messi's the man. I mean, you know, that guy, that guy's insane. I'm a Messi fan over uh, Ronaldo, but Messi. What about who do you think's like the goat of soccer? The goat of soccer. I mean, there's so many good guys, you know, like, like I would I feel, go back to like, like, you know, one's always like Ron Kobe, like Jordan, like in basketball. I mean, I so. think we're living in an, like, like currently playing or like great all time, like go to this greatest of all time. I mean, yeah. So I'm saying like, I feel like in other, I guess basketball, it's the biggest, but maybe in baseball a little too, but I feel like in, in soccer, no one ever really says it or like compares them. I mean, I think the argument we're living in error now. It's like Messi, Messi and Ronaldo. Ronaldo, you know, it's like the, that's a great. I mean, you, we're not going to see a duo like that again. I mean, like we have young kids like that kid Mbappe. You know, plays for PSG. That kid is. I mean, he's going to be the real deal. Like he'll win a he'll win a um, whatever the Ballon or whatever the award is for the greatest player in the world, but. I don't know, but you can look back. It's different eras, different times. So, like, you know, Pele, Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, those guys were, like, they were, like, the LeBron James of the league at that time. But yeah. it's cr- it's crazy. Even, like, in my in my job, like, fit, you know, like fitness, it's, like, the records that were, like, you know, for Olympic lifting, the, the records for 10 years ago are, like, women are lifting that now for the men. You know, it's, like, crazy. Like, I feel like sports evolved so much. That's why, you, yeah. like, the MJ, the MJ, you know, the MJ LeBron thing, you can't, like, it's just different now, you know? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's why so. it's, like, all, all the stats and stuff, it's, like, all right, well, say, like, they always say, like, um, like, Bill Russell or something, like, well, all the players aren't as tall as him, like, they, as they are now or stuff like that. Like, he was just, yeah, like, a no, giant, stuff like that. It's just, like, stuff that you'll never, like you just said, you never be able to compare yeah, of course. But yeah, yeah, that's, uh, this is pretty funny. People are freaking about, freaking out about that the milk thing, you know. 
Yeah, told you. Well, it was funny because uh, Renee Montgomery was in here, and she she always puts the milk in first. That's why that's why I always ask the question. So you agreed with her. So I'm sure she's happy about that. Yo, I mean, I think I mean you got to. It depends with cereal too, man. I mean, some needs it needs to be soggy. Some, you know, I'm I like Frosted <laughs> Flakes, so they need to be frosty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know. you're well, what about well? Yeah, what's your yeah? Give me your give me your top. It seems like your cereal guy. So give me your top five favorite cereals. Top five. <laughs> PR, I see you on there. You try it. Listen, don't knock it until you try it. Milk first. All right, I'm gonna go frosted. I still want to like soaking it a little though. You gotta like soak it, you know. Like... You okay? This is the this is the thing though. Like, I'm not eating one bowl of cereal. Like, these people say like. You know, you, you act like I only have a handful of cereal. If, if I'm going to have cereal, I need to have a box. Like, I have a half a box. You know, like, <laughs> you just keep pouring it in. You know, it's like these oh, people God. act like they, I only got a handful to put in. If I had only a handful, maybe I would put it in first and then eat it, you know. <laughs> but let's go back to the, to the top. Uh, we'll do um, Frosted Flakes, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. All right. Yes. Um, we'll do Lucky Charms, but I only kind of like the marshmallows in those. Um, have them like that, Frosted mini wheats and smacks. You know, nobody knows about smacks. Know about smacks. I remember you know I about used, smacks. Does it used to be like the variety pack of the little ones? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Used to come from there. Those, bo- those oh. the boxes. Yeah. I'm an apple guy too. You're what? Apple jacks. Yo, ap- yo, that would be six. Apple jacks. Fire. Look, smacks fire. Yo, everyone yes. loves everyone loves cereal talk. Maybe I'll just. Or another podcast, I'll just get people on going talking about cereals all day. Yeah, you should, man. <laughs> all right, Yo, we well, got, we got... what's up? Go ahead. No, what were you saying? No, I'll say we should we we should have mentioned the, the the Benedict's connection. We got we got J.R. Smith, we got Lance Thomas, all those guys. Too. Okay. We, we got to try to get them on the show here. Oh, I don't think I I don't think I sent it to you. Um, Todd Frazier was on live a couple weeks ago, and he was talking about. Not on my live, I wish, but he was talking about uh, when he played J.R. Smith uh, in high school, and, and he was like, "Coach, I got him today." He's like, he was like, they're like, "Todd, you're not good at defending." He's like, "Nah, I got him today," and they're like, "All right." So for, he was like, first first half held him to 13 points." He's like, "Yo, guess how much he finished with?" It was like, it was like 50. He's like, "Yeah, he yeah, cooked me after that's, that." That's that's crazy. You know, you know the the. One thing I, I do want to bring up before we get off here is like people don't realize like J.R. Smith like the media portrays him a certain way. I can't tell you like I used to live at Benedict's training and like we would split up the gym. You know we'd go to the gym at like 8 p.m. We'd split up the gym soccer and basketball. And I'm telling you he he would be the one that would be there the latest shooting threes. Like he used to just like he would just shoot all night work on his craft and like that that kid worked like his ass off to get where he's at and like i mean that's why he's the player he became but like it's it's just crazy how much work these people put in and people think it's like you can just show up and be good at something it's it's, it's crazy what uh what grade what, what, yeah how many years apart are you guys he was a year older than me okay. and then lance thomas was my was in my my class gotcha did so he have he have did he have his shirt on <laughs> He did. He he did have his shirt on. No, no, no. that dude doesn't wear his shirt, Kenny. You know that. I don't, he didn't have as many tattoos back then, though. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I appreciate you coming on. And, yeah, send me that Beckham picture, and I'll, uh, I'm going to put it up. Yeah, well, yeah, no, I, I appreciate everybody that, that's listening on here. And if you voted for me um, during that little competition, I appreciate it. Paul, you're always nope. good to me. Guys, make sure if you if you don't follow PG Sports, make sure you follow PG Sports. I know some of my my friends are on here, so. Peace, guys. Thanks for listening.